Hello, and welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I am your host, Cherie Simmons, and today's topic is Wind Beneath My Wings, Mother-Daughter Relationships. I decided to go with this topic because in my book, Underneath the Hat, I discuss the relationship between Amanda Jane and her mom and how that relationship set the tone for how Amanda Jane saw herself as a woman, how she saw herself ultimately as a wife, what she accepted and allowed from other people, and also how she felt she deserved to be treated based on what she saw her mom go through and her two relationships and whenever I discuss mother-daughter relationships it always reminds me of the song Wind Beneath My Wings by Bette Midler the chorus says did you ever know that you're my hero and everything I would like to be I can fly higher than an eagle for you are the wind beneath my wings and to be a young woman who doesn't have children yet, but have had the opportunity to have my mother around to this day and to have other women in my life who play such a part in being mother figures to me. Those lyrics ring true that sometimes mothers don't get all of the glory that they deserve in most cases. And it's because of the foundation that they set that allows for us to fly as high as we can. And because of that foundation, it can serve as the wind that pushes us and elevates us in order for us to fly higher than most of them ultimately did. So I want to discuss mother-daughter relationships today. Now, I don't want everyone to think oh she probably has a great relationship with her mom so what can she tell us for those of us that don't have good relationships well let me let you know now I Cherie Simmons have not always had a good relationship with my mother if you pick up my book underneath the hat which is available on Amazon and wherever books are sold you will read about Amanda Jane, and that book is based on a true story, my true story. And it speaks about the ups and downs that my mother and I have had over the years. I was raised by both of my parents at one time, and due to my father's drug addiction, he ended up leaving and divorcing my mom when I was 10. And it was myself, my mother, my brother, and my sister. And then in came this new man, which ultimately became my stepfather. And the trials and tribulations that we went through with him. And how my relationship with my mother changed because of her relationship with my now ex-stepfather. So we have been through some things from... Me being abused by my stepfather and me feeling as if my mother allowed it to happen. From me feeling as though 
when I was dating and ultimately married my first husband, that there was a jealousy there from my mother because I was doing things in my young age that she hadn't done yet. And so we had to deal with those issues. And some things we're still dealing with, but we finally gotten to the point now where we can have a conversation about it. Whereas before it was just something we swept under the rug. We all know if we were raised in a black household, what happens in this house stays in this house. And so a lot of things don't get dealt with. They just get swept under the rug. But if you've ever cleaned anything, you know that if you continue to pile things underneath things, ultimately you'll get a lump that you'll end up tripping over. And so because we didn't deal with a lot of issues, they ended up coming up all over again until we ultimately had to tackle them and deal with them. And so my dog is like in this room with me right now and like really snoring, like really? (laughs) So um, we ultimately had to deal with those issues and it wasn't until I would say a good year where we've been good And I know that that came from me having to go to therapy after dealing with what I dealt with with my first husband, now my ex-husband, which you can find all about in the book, Underneath the Hat. Having to deal with the things that I went through with him pushed me into therapy because I had gotten to a point in one of my chapters I call it Snap, Crackle, Pop, where I was thinking about things. There's a difference between thinking about things and then actually doing them. Now, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, I have thought some thoughts, but I never acted on them. And I knew it was time for me to get help when I had reached a point where I was acting out and acting on some of the things that I was actually thinking. And I knew that if I did not hurry up and go talk to somebody, that somebody was going to be talking to me behind prison walls. So I went and got me a therapist, and I've been going to my therapist for about five or six years now. When I first started, it was every week. Now I can go a month, month and a half without seeing her, and it just feels good to be able to have someone to talk to. Now, me being raised in a Christian household, And you have a lot of religious people that say, oh, if you can't take it to God and it can't be dealt with. But the Bible says faith without works is dead. So I knew I had some issues that I needed to deal with the hash out. And I knew that I could talk to him, meaning God, about anything. But I also knew that he created therapists for us to be able to go and talk to somebody. And so I went to my therapist as often as I needed to and began to hash some things out. Um, We first had to deal with why I made the decisions that I made about my ex-husband. And that came from my foundation, the wind beneath my wings. The wind was rocky, which is why I was moving back and forth, tossing and turning, trying to make it as high as I could. But I ultimately couldn't because of some things that were wrong with my foundation. My mother had issues from her childhood, from what she saw her mother do and her grandmother do that helped in how she handled certain situations. 
And because she didn't deal with and tackle and discuss those issues with them, they ended up spilling into how she raised her children. That's why parents, mothers, fathers, it is important that we heal all of those traumatic issues that we've dealt with as kids because they stay in your psyche and you end up spewing those things and spilling those things over onto your children. So when you look at your children, it's a reflection of you. If you don't like what you see in your child, it's because there have been some things that you have not dealt with, you have not healed from, you have not handled. So if you don't like the reflection that you see when you look at your children, that means you need to clean your mirror. And that mirror starts with you. We cannot, Marion writes, Edelman has a quote that says, we can't be what we don't see. Which means that everything that we see, we ultimately end up becoming. If I am a fish and I hang out with birds, then I am going to pick up some characteristics of a bird. That's why they say birds of a feather flock together. People who you hang around with, more often than not, you end up picking up habits and traits and characteristics of those people. They even say that a lot of women who hang out together end up being on their cycle at the same time. Because your body, your moods, your behaviors, they adapt to the people in your circle. That's why it's important that you're careful about who you surround yourself with. Guilt by association. So can you imagine going through some things as a kid that you had no control over and that your parents didn't nip in the bud and now they affect you to this day as an adult? And because you didn't deal with those things as a child or as an adult, now they're spilling over into your relationship with your children. It's happening, people. As a teacher, I see it all the time. I hear parents who confide in me and share with me the things that they went through as children and how those same things that they went through as children, they're allowing to happen in their household. A woman that sees her mother getting beat all the time is going to think it's okay to get beat. And then she's going to find a man that's going to beat on her. That is the same thing that happened with me. The same thing that happened with Amanda Jane in my book, Underneath the Hat. She was in a relationship with a man who was manipulative. He was controlling. He was conniving. He was a liar. Because she saw her mother in relationships, including her father. We're not going to leave my daddy out. She saw people in her mother in relationships with men who were controlling, manipulative, and liars. And because she was surrounded by that, she thought it was okay. And she turned a blind eye to what was going on. There was this great um, exercise that my therapist had given me like the first couple of weeks of my therapy sessions. And it had me... Write down three important people in my life. So I picked my father, my mother, and my great aunt, Leo, who's deceased. And then they had me write down all of the positive characteristics that I like about them, all of the negative characteristics about them, and how I dealt with choices that they made about certain things. And then they took those negative, those positive characteristics and tied it into the reason why um, things that I accept, accepted from my 
husband at the time was due to those positive characteristics. Those were the things that I liked about him, that I looked for in a relationship. Let me see if I can. Here it is right here. It's called the Brief brief Image, image Workup. And so they had me give the positive traits of my mother, the positive traits of my father, the positive traits of my great aunt. And then I had to give the negative traits. I had to give three things that I needed most and didn't get from them. And then I had to list three childhood frustrations, what I felt and what I actually did. And from those answers, they were able to create my own personal image. So all of the positive traits was was what I was trying to find and or get a sp- my spouse or partner to be. So all of the positive things I liked about my mom, my dad, and my great aunt were the things I was looking for in my spouse. The negative things were the things um, I, but I won't fall in love unless he or she has some of these traits. So the negative traits were still things that I was looking for in my life partner or my spouse. And I couldn't even fall in love with them if they didn't have some of these traits. Isn't that crazy? That even the negative things that we see play a part in who we end up with. Because of the foundation that has been laid for us by our parents and those people who are always around us, i.e. my great aunt, those negative traits played a part in who I ended up falling in love with because I couldn't even be in love with him if he didn't have some of these negative traits. One of them being manipulative. I got that from my father. And so I couldn't even be in love with him if I didn't see manipulation in some form. It might not have been smacking me in my face. But there were little triggers and little innuendos of it somewhere in him that allowed him to be drawn to me. And then as far as the three things that you needed most and didn't get, it says, in my marriage or relationship, I would struggle to get my spouse a partner to have only the positive traits so that I can finally get an adult version of the things that I needed but weren't met. And then finally it says in my marriage or relationships, I will sometimes tend to stop myself from getting these needs met by doing an adult version of the things that I did when I was frustrated as a child. So again, that foundation, that wind beneath our wings, it sets the precedent. How we show what we do around our children helps to form them as adults the things we say what they see us doing the people we have them around play a part now i know that your parents are not your only influence but they do set the boundaries for what you look for in an influence my mother even though she has some things about her i didn't like but my mother had the best work ethic I have ever seen in anybody. I remember seeing my mother get up. She used to work downtown at Lyson and Griffin Law Firm on Adams and Wales or Adams and Jackson, somewhere down there. And I would see her get up with her stockings and her 
white socks and her gym shoes on with her suit on and her dress clothes shoes in her purse and her bag and she would have her purse and everything else that she needed she would get up make sure we were good for school i would take over when she left we would she would go to work she would be back by six o'clock after dealing with traffic coming from downtown and i got that work ethic from her it would take a lot for me to take off work but I went knowing, dressed appropriately, doing what I was supposed to do. I get my work ethic from my mother. I get my self-determination from my mother. She did not have a lot of people in her life that were motivating her and pushing her to do things, so she had to push herself. And even though she had me at 17 years old, she finished high school, she went back to college, and she got her bachelor's degree and two masters. So I get my self-determination from my mom. But there were other people who influenced me, too. But I never would have known what to look for if she had not set the precedent on work ethic and self-determination. And now because of the things I saw her do and the people I chose to surround myself with based on the foundation that she set, today is a big day for me, November 15, 2019, because tonight I'm being inducted into the Young Women's Professional League they're 40 under 40. I could not have done that if it were not for what my mother instilled in me, what foundation she laid for me, what wind she was beneath my wings. So with these mother-daughter relationships, we have to make sure that we are setting the right foundation. It is nothing wrong with talking to somebody, whether it's a counselor, a friend, a, a, a journal, a therapist, your pastor, talk to somebody about the things that have been bothering you. Pray to the Lord Jesus and help him to show you what you need to know, who you need to talk to, so you can get this off of you. Because I didn't realize how much turmoil I was in internally until I started talking about it. And once I got healed from that, I was able to form a better relationship with my mother because I no longer saw her as making these decisions to hurt me. I was able to see her as a woman because now I was going through some of the same things that she went through and making the same decisions that she made that I ridiculed her about. But you don't realize what you would do until you're in that position. And so I gained a level of respect for my mother that I didn't have when I was 10 and she was divorcing my father. Or when I was 12 and she was moving this new man in. Or when I was 6, 14 and she was marrying this Negro. And he was doing all this stuff and we were telling her she wasn't doing anything. The same way I was like, why don't you see the signs? It's red flags everywhere. People are telling you stuff and you still believe in him. You still with him. And then fast forward. 16, 17 years later, I'm doing the same thing in my marriage. People telling me stuff. I'm seeing stuff, but still willing to give him a chance. So me going to therapy and having these conversations and digging deep into my foundation helped me realize that I was just like my mother. And so once I was able to see her as a woman and not my mom, I was able to form a different relationship with her. And now... We are like the best of friends. Like I call my mother all the time now. 
I, the relationship that I've always wanted with my mom that I've seen other girls have with theirs, I'm finally at that place now where I have it with mine. And so it couldn't have come at a better time because now I'm stepping into being a stepmom. We're in the process now of getting custody of my stepdaughter in Florida, and she'll be 13 next week. So I'm not getting a baby. I'm getting a teenager. The same around the same age that I was when I was going through all this stuff with my mother and and embarking on different life choices and doing some things, dibbling and dabbling in some stuff. And so God was like, Okay, I'm gonna show you what it was like. So he's giving me an instant mini Cherie right at my doorstep in a couple of weeks or months. And so because I had to heal from what I was dealing with with my mother in order to be able to even accept my stepdaughter and to be able to help and have compassion for her and the things that she's bringing to the table because she's got baggage too. She has a foundation too. She has some wind beneath her wings too. So I'm going to be able to help her now that I have healed from the things that I've gone through. My vision is different. My mindset is different. The rose-colored glasses are off. And so I'll be able to help her to step into being a young woman so that she doesn't make the same mistakes that I made. And so I'm just excited that now my mother-daughter relationship is better than it has been. And I just pray for everyone out there that's listening to this podcast that you will go back and Answer some of those questions about your parents and someone else in your family that had an integral part in helping to raise you. And throw those things in to see how they help to build the relationship that you're either in or that you will eventually be in. And again, look at your children and the decisions and the choices that they've made, the behaviors that they have. Because all children are a reflection of their parents. And if you don't like the reflection, it's time to clean the mirror. And that mirror is you. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Underneath the Hat podcast. Again, you can find my book, Underneath the Hat, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. If you want to dig deeper into some of the things that my mom and I tackled and how that foundation set the tone for my relationship with my first husband. And I just pray that this has helped someone to self-reflect on who they are and why they are who they are and to get the help that you need in order to heal some of those cracks in your foundation so that when the wind blows and you start to fly, that that wind beneath your wings can take you as high as an eagle. Again, this is Cherie Simmons, your host of underneath the hat you can check me out on my social media instagram at sm simmons 10 or at underneath the hat i'm also on facebook under sheree simmons underneath the hat or young ladies at all times or you can find me and all of that information on my website sheree again thank you so much for listening this is underneath the hat and remember to take care of yourselves underneath the hat. See you soon.